Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. 362 days ago, Derek Duncan and Casey Cox took us on a journey. A journey into the great unknown, which started out with just being on Zoom. And since the 13th of May, we now come to this nice, wonderful studio here in the Vegas Media Hype Network studios, with thanks to Quan and many others. My co-host joined in November of 2022. Then on 420 of all dates... Myself and the Viking came across this journey. And now here we are celebrating a milestone. This is the Mike Singletary number 50th edition of The Other Side of the Ball. Some TV shows didn't even get to do 50 shows, and for us, we feel blessed and thrilled to do 50 of these. Now, granted, all of us have not been here for all 50, but since coming into the studio since the month of May, it's been fun, it's been overjoying, it's been great to talk ball and other aspects of life. So with that said, good evening and welcome. Double A Anthony Alvarez here with you, and it's just two of us. As uh, Bill Withers was singing earlier in the uh, in the pre-production <laughs> meeting, but it's myself along with Chris Vera, and I get to stare into Chris's eyes for the next hour and a half. <clears throat> How hey, are you, sir? Don't stare too deeply. <laughs> you make me feel uncomfortable. Well, we have Quan here, and Quan has an apprentice learning the Jedi ways of being behind the uh, behind the scenes. And stepping in for his day today, we have Peanut in the background. He is producing this show, so shout out to Peanut, a.k.a. Pierce, a.k.a. Pierre. Thank you, sir. Pierre. So uh, normally in September when it's Labor Day weekend back in the old days, and that normally meant you saw baseball dirt on football fields, and that meant it was time to go back to school, in my case. But nonetheless, how was your holiday weekend, sir? I would like to say uneventful, but I'd be lying. Considering I had what um, fantasy draft on Monday, drank too much on Saturday, um, and don't remember much of Sunday, so should tell you. Well, um, there are some parts of Sunday he does remember because uh, there was a football game that took place that you and I were yes. going back and forth on. <laughs> that was a great game. Uh, well, if you are a fan of the Florida State Seminoles, yes, indeed, it was a fantastic game as they mollywopped. The Bayou Bengals of LSU, 45 to 24, held them to seven points in the second half, which was a late garbage touchdown. But um, Mr. Keon Coleman and Mr. Jordan Travis had themselves a game. Uh, what was your take on seeing your beloved Garnet and Gold uh, basically showing that last year was not a fluke in beating the Bayou Bengals? You know, the one thing that I liked was the uh, pickup that they had. <clears throat> I think it was Hunter that you're talking to, the, the wide receiver that scored three touchdowns. Oh, Keon Coleman? Keon Coleman, thank transfer, you. Transfer, yes. The transfer, that dude is... Oof, that guy is something else. Um, big, fast, strong. I mean, let's, you know, LSU. We change that to LS losers right now. Oh boy. But anyway. Um, Shots fired. Yep. Yeah, only because I've got a bunch of friends that are LSU fans, mm-hmm. including a buddy of mine, and his daughter went to LSU. Oh, really? Yeah. So she was a little bit butthurt from that loss. I'm sure. And you know what? Oh, well. That's what happens. I think they were ranked too high to start with anyway. Well, because of that win, your Seminoles are now ranked number four. And then there was another upset that happened on actual Labor Day as 
a so basketball school. Mm-hmm. Not known for football, but the Dukies, the Blue Devils, upset the Tigers, and the Tigers got shot all the way to number 23, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. And because of Colorado's performance, they get in the polls automatically with their tremendous win against TCU. The same, It's not the same TCU that got to the title game that got bewildered by the Georgia Bulldogs, but nonetheless, beating a ranked TCU team, all the hype with Deion Sanders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, for... And don't forget, in TCU. In Fort Worth, Yes. Yeah. In front of the Frogs <laughs> faithful, but I mean for Shador Sanders to set a school record in your first game, throwing for 510 big ones. Then you got four wide receivers, all go for 100 yards. Then you I'll, have Hunter playing two ways. But I'm, I'm going to say it. Everybody could be mad at me. Dude, please tank the rest of the season because right now they got you going to the Raiders. Talking so, about, just talking saying. About, talking about Shador. Yep. Really? Over, yep. over Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is going to, uh, they're saying that, I was just looking at the uh, draft, the way too early 2024 draft, Mm -hmm. and they have Caleb Williams going to uh, Arizona. So he did say he might not come out. He said he might go back for another year. If Arizona was going to draft him? Uh, Just whoever has the number one pick. If he doesn't, him and his dad said if they don't, if they're not satisfied with who has the number one pick, they won't go. They will go back to USC for another year. Well, that tells you what all you need to know about Tyler Murray. Murray. All you need to know. Well, that goes without saying. So, 50 episodes. How did we get here? Dude, I'm still wondering that. <laughs> I remember starting this thing sitting out back in my house. Yeah, yeah. You know, on, on, uh, on whatever Zoom. we're doing on Zoom we're calls on Zoom. And, and recording it and thinking, hey, we're living life. Yeah, okay. Now we're in this uh, beautiful studio giving Quan crap about um, pineapple and pizza. And pizza. And um, by the way, Quan, are you having a pizza today or? No, I don't know where my food's at. <laughs> oh, no, I, I actually, I forgot. I had a Cobb salad from uh, Chick-fil-A. Oh, Cobb's. Mm. Mm, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Does, Chick-fil-A does have good salads yeah. and their macaroni and cheese is fire. Just I, a, I got just some of that FYI. in the fridge. Oh, you. The mac and cheese or yeah. the Cobb salad? Mac and cheese. Yeah. Cop salad, you got to eat right away. Oh, yeah. Mac Sa- and cheese t- yeah. tastes good warm. Salad, though. you got to eat so right away. So basically what he said is he had mac and cheese in the refrigerator. No, I still got the mac and cheese. That's what you think. Oh, anyway, <laughs> well, so come seven o'clock, um, you just go ahead and <laughs> tie him up, and I'll take care of business. You'll take care of the cheese. We yes. do have. I have we, pineapples on the mac and cheese, though. Oh, good lord! Oh, hell no! Yeah, oh, okay, we're out. I'm done. Well, that just shot That's everything it. down. Yep. Not uh, as you can see on the screen, we do have a number seven zero two six zero eight three two five nine. If you want to call in and share your thoughts, um, like I said, this is a. Uh, Special momentous occasion. I know during championship weekend, uh, the three on one podcast celebrated their 50th episode in Bullhead. And now we have reached the 50th episode milestone, which is a uh, pretty doggone cool. Um, I came on in episode 31. You came in on episode nine. Um, so it's the fact it's, that you look that up just cracks me up. Well, you know, I got to take notes and, and, and try to, you know, be as accurate as I can possibly be because you don't want to lie to the people. Be all you can be. Except we're not in the army. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, there's actually a game tomorrow around this time that you can see on Peacock and on NBC. And the big question right now is, will a certain tight end play as the, the latest is Travis Kelsey is now listed as officially questionable with that hyperextended knee that he had in practice? Um, so I've got a question to that. Did he get hit? Because they said it was non-contact. But the thing that um, was interesting when they were talking about 
talking about it on NFL Live today. They're saying he has a uh, bone bruise hmm. on his knee. So hyperextensions do, usually don't cause bone bruises, which is interesting to me. No. And they said that there was no ACL damage. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, it sounds like it wasn't like a freak accident. Because, I mean, as you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of non-contact injuries happening a lot too frequently now. And, you know, which gives the meme that they're softer than Charmin, for lack of a better term. But um, I know he's probably going to try to give it a go because it is the first game of the season. And you're raising the banner. U55Y. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, to preview this game, um, how are you looking at the Chiefs and the Lions? And we know a certain Lions fan has a big interest in this game. Well, I'm just glad that he is on assignment, so he won't be able to hear me say this. Yes, our our compadres, three of them, they are on assignment, but we know they're watching. They might call in. You never know. But uh, we appreciate you guys because we can't do this without y'all. So just know that you are appreciated, and we love you, and we miss you. And hope the panel can be all one once again real soon. You may continue, sir. Um, I see this playing out in, uh, let's see. Kansas City doesn't have Chris Jones. Correct. He's still unsigned. So um, my question mark is, how soft are they going to be up the middle? That is a big question mark that we'll have to see how that plays out tomorrow. Um, But I also think that um, Kansas City might have just a little bit too much for Detroit's defense. And I would give, if I had to do a handicap, if I had to give points, I would say... The Chiefs are going to win the game by 17. Hmm. Now, a lot of people will say, well, Chris, you know, that's that's kind of high, but it is the first game of the season. And I always think that um, this is the time when, you know, game plans, when you think they're going to work against an offense is when they don't work mm-hmm. because the offenses are showing you something that you haven't seen before. So that's why I think it, it, it could wind up being a 17-point deficit for uh, Detroit. Well, considering that Chris Jones is not going to be there, I would definitely uh, lean heavily on the rookie Gibbs from Alabama and, definitely. And, and, and definitely try to limit possessions for the Chiefs because, you know, the Chiefs can score at will. Because, I mean, even though 87 might play, number 15 is still the quarterback, and he can still do some things. And a lot of people say, well, the offense is going to fall off because Tyreek Hill's not there. Well, Miko Harmon is now in East Rutherford, New Jersey, playing for the Jets. So it's like, okay, well, he doesn't have that target. It just seems But he it, does have Tony. He does have Tony. Kadarius Tony. He Kadarius. does have he does Kadarius have that for the gator. No joke. No, he and he is very fast. Yes. And plus the Kool-Aid man is still there at head coach, even though the enemy's not there. He's in oh, yeah. DC. So as long as he is calling plays and drinking Kool-Aid and eating cheeseburgers, the Chiefs will always have a chance. Now, with that said, moving on to the next game. Um this is going to be a tough matchup for my beloved team because uh, it is never easy going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Um, and yes, I'm pretty sure the rest of the faithful is happy now because Nick Bosa has signed his deal. Um, I was preparing for the fact that he wasn't going to play. Um, I mean, yeah, they say he's in the best shape of his life. I but would say that. Again, that's what they're saying. That's what mm-hmm. he's saying. But of course, it's all about that first contact when you get hit and then we'll see what kind of a shape you're in. But uh, with that said, Purdy has looked solid. He has looked healthy. Kenny Pickett came along the last few weeks of the season. Um, he's vastly improved. Um, of course, trying to stop Najee Harris is never fun. Trying to block J.J. Watt, or T.J. Watt, I'm sorry, is never fun. Um, I think in this particular day, I think the Niners have to do a lot more scoring as opposed to letting it lie in the weeds because if you keep it close, playing a Mike Tomlin team, as you know, 
they seem to always sneak away with one. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking about Scotty when you said sneak away. Oh, no. Touche. Yep. Touche. <clears throat> Shout out to you, Scotty. But naked booty scoots. Just don't get caught, but enjoy your assignment. Yes. And whatever you were getting into earlier today, which we'll kind of keep under wraps. <laughs> but feel free to call in if you want to, Scotty. So, and tell us about the ordeal. The ordeal. So, how do you feel about uh, the team that you can't? St- well, you can't stand both these teams because you can't stand you can't stand either of them. So, you probably wish this game ends at a tie, don't you? Pittsburgh and Frisco. Yeah. No, nah, man. I, I I could be very. You know, look. Bottom line is, yes, I could be an asshole and I could say, you know what, I hate both teams. Um, and I know that Frisco is uh, two of the guys sitting here's favorite teams, and <laughs> we don't say anything about that. Quan, just don't go out and take a look at your car later. Anyway, um, <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is that I could be very, you know, I could look at these two teams and say, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, the realistic piece is going to be, you know, who can establish. Um, a passing game first because realistically on the running game we know that both of them can run the ball yes that's that goes without say but who is going to be able to establish the passing game and it worries me and i'll tell you why it worries me is because um well i've got your boy in one of my fantasy drafts and no i'm not starting his ass because i just don't even know why i drafted him to begin with to be honest anyway were um, you not paying attention at that time i had a few okay so that's going to be my excuse. And I saw Purdy, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take him. And then I, when I got home, I was like, you did what? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, well, stuck with his ass now. But Well, who's your starter? <clears throat> my starter is, um, who is my starter? Damn, now you got me, I got to look. Can't you ask me something I would just know off the top of my head? Okay, who you got in the game? And I, I actually, I've got Frisco. Okay. Frisco's going to win that game. Um, I don't think that there's any, I think that there's a, a real shot for Pittsburgh to bring the upset, but I think that uh, Frisco's defense is just too strong. So I, my, my thing is Frisco. And by the way, my starter is Joe Burrow. That's a pretty good starting quarterback. So yeah, I've that, got, that's, that's uh, pretty good. Got, I actually, funny enough, what I have is a mirrored image of what Derek has in our in our league, which is <laughs> <laughs> it is because he's got um, Chase and Waddle, and mm. so do I. Oh wow! In a different league, so yeah, it's not like we're on the same page or in the same league or a anything. Lot, but that's a lot of SEC speed in your fantasy team for sure. Yeah, and I also picked up uh, Hopkins. D Hop's got something to prove this year, and I think, think he, so. And I think he might ball it because he 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 still can help a team win some games. With his ability for sure. Speaking of which, Ravens and the Texans. C.J. Stroud making his debut. Lamar Jackson returns, and he's got a lot of weapons. Um, I think for me, I think Zay Flowers, the rookie from Boston College, he's going to be a problem with secondaries. I think he is extremely good. Um, the big question is, is can Baltimore run the ball? Can J.K. Dobbins stay healthy? Can the defense get back to what they've been known to do, which is be the Ravens' defense? I think the Texans are building. I love D'Amico Ryans. I think he'll be a fantastic head coach, but I think it's going to be a long first year for him. Um, I have the Ravens in a comfortable margin. Definitely will be double digits, but I got the Ravens at home. If you don't think it's going to be double digits, man. I said that's... it is going to be double digits. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you said it's not going to be double no, digits. I'm no, like, how's that comfortable? Di- they're, going to be, they're going to be leading by seven with five minutes to go in the fourth. Yeah, that's not comfortable. 
uncomfortable at all. But, um, but the question mark for that, for what you're talking about, is simple to me, and that is what are the um, – realistically, what's Houston have defensively? You know, I mean, they've got a defensive coach. What do, what do they have defensively? What are they bringing defensively? Because they've got a rookie quarterback. Correct. They don't truly have what I would consider the bell cow running back to kind of alleviate some well, of the pressure da- off of him. D- Damian Pierce is not bad. No, he's not. But the problem is he's he's definitely – nobody could sit here and say he's a bell cow. And yeah, he can, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. But I don't know where he is going to be in, you know, the middle of the season. Is, is he going to be banged up? Is he going to still be able to deliver? So um, I would take the, I'd say the Ravens, in my eyes, Ravens by um, at least 15 in this game. Well, speaking of Joe Burrow, it is the Battle of Ohio on the, sh- on the shores of Lake Erie. It's the Browns and the <clears> Bengals, <throat> and they're only giving Cincinnati two and a half. Yeah, can, well, I mean, look at the, um, If I've got to be honest, look at the defense for... You know, defense from Cleveland is no. They're not a bad defense. Anytime you can add Zadarius Smith to pile up to, to team up with Miles Garrett, that can be some problems. And I'm pretty sure Miles Garrett was saying thank you very much. Well, I mean, it's got to take away. I'm not going to say it's going to take away the double team, mm-hmm. but I think that what it gives him is uh, a little bit more one on ones. And if that's the situation, then good God, I I, I feel sorry for Burrow. It's going to be a long day for him. It well, really is. Well, the question has been with Cincinnati has been. Have they shored up the offensive line? Because Burrow has been banged up since he's been in the league. Now, granted, he's been able to shake it off because of his God-given ability, and he's just that oh, dude. Man, they got they got my boy over there now, Lyle Collins. That so does that does help. That, that helps. That helps. Is he healthy? And when we saw him, when we saw him in Cincinnati for our playoff game, uh, he looked great. Mm-hmm. He looked great. It looked like he was down a few pounds. He looked like he was ready to play. So I'm hoping that that's the same place he is now. I mean, that guy is a monster. So. We'll see what happens with him. It's uh, very interesting to see um, these first games always kind of, you know, are, thank you, Juan. Yeah, it's it's kind of a yawner for a lot of these first games <laughs> because in reality, in reality, I mean, there's, there's so much, you know, you'll see uh, bad defenses get dominated by offenses that are really coming together and you'll see offenses that you thought were supposed to be good um, really not be able to move the ball against yeah, defenses. Yeah, normally, de- normally the first part of the season, the defense have the advantages, and it's yeah. normally you find the normal 16, 13, 17, 10, 20, 13 type of scores. Now you know why I drink so much on the first night. Well, you guys are uh, under the bright lights, but we'll get to that down the road. But uh, I think the Browns will lean heavily on Nick Chubb. Um, my question is, now, now that there's no Kareem Hunt, who will be the compliment to spell Nick Chubb? Because, I mean, when those two were together, they were a very nice dynamic duo. Um, but it's a, it's a decent question. And the thing about it, too, is you have, um, you know, with Cleveland, they've got offensive weapons, you know, for wide receivers for sure. But the question mark is if Nick Chubb goes down, what do they have yeah. behind him? Yeah. And that's a scary thought, man, because, I mean, that guy is, um, he's actually. Uh, a pretty decent power back and he's he for a power back he's still got a little bit of speed so it's good to see him get loose every so often but my fear is you know he needs to be spelled and i don't know uh that cleveland has somebody to spell him so be interesting i think one player that will help them now that he's free and like has a chance to show his skills is i like them getting elijah moore from the jets yep 
Um, very talented at Old Miss. I think he wasn't utilized properly with the Jets. And I think given the fact that now Deshaun Watson has no hey, outside hey, interference. That's, that's not Deshaun Watson. No, it isn't? No, that's uh, Mr. Rub One Out. Well, that's love you a long time. Yes, that man. Anyhow, that man. he's... How can you... But hold on. How okay. can you pay for... Uh, do this stuff to these women, right? Mm-hmm. And, dude, you could pay for them. Mm-hmm. Cheap bastard. Anyway, go ahead. He was. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was paying they for the massage. later that... Uh, he wasn't paying enough. Well, he, they wanted more. <laughs> they well, wanted more, then, yeah. Then there's that, and then there's, you know, stealing crab legs, but hey, to each their own. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. But... That's jumping up on the friggin' in the dining room and yelling. Look at me. Look no, at me. No, punch him in the pussy. Oh, boy. So that's what he screamed. Hey. I'm just saying. Hey. Mr. Hey. Mr. Uh, Mr. Free hey. Crab Legs. Hey. 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 You, too, can throw three interceptions in a season as he did. It's possible. Well, you know what? In my eyes, it's real simple, man. That for him, he just if he was in California, he wouldn't have that problem. I mean, they are passing a bill to make it illegal for you to chase anybody down that steals shit. $20,000 fine. Come on. Well. Come on. Leave my home state alone. They, they have their own issues. What? I'm moving to California just so I could house shit. What are oh you talking boy, about? Oh, boy. Here man? you go. Well, enjoy that California 20, state tax, buddy. 20000 Dude, who's... Okay. Let me rephrase. I'm just going to visit more often. Okay. <laughs> I'm coming home with a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> so now you're going to be a hoarder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you gotta sell it. Okay, it's brand new. I, I, I just, I just had to ask. Brand new, and the guy that was chasing me down got fined twenty grand for chasing me. So, you know. Oh, you didn't Lawrence Taylor hit him? No, no. Okay, no. all right. I, I just had to ask. If they're chasing me, I'll just forearm them. Well, the forearm. All right. Yep. Forearm so, shiver to the ground. There you go. No brick. No, no Craig. <clears throat> no Craig from Friday. Uh, yeah, I might put a brick in a sock. Oh, brick in socks. Yep. Clever. So uh, I like Cincinnati. Who do you like? <laughs> Got to bring it back. Um, you know what? I'm going with Cincy as well. I think that game is going to be a close one, though. I, I would say Cincy by probably seven. If I, I had to I will say hesitate Mc, to guess. I will say McPherson will walk it off with a field goal since he has a, a cadence to do that from time to time. I actually want to say four. But, mm. I mean, if we're looking at it, I'll say a touchdown. Considering, that, uh, considering again, they're giving the Bengals two and a half. Yep. So, I mean, which is insane. It is what it is. But it's a rivalry game, so anything could possibly happen. Okay, next up, the Buccaneers and Vikings from the big ATM in the Twin Cities. Vikings. That's Before like, we even go into it, that's Vikings. all. That's all you got is Vikings. Well, hmm. Who's covering Jeffries? Who's covering him? Who's covering Addison? Who's covering Osborne? That's a good question. Take your poison. No, that's that that that's a very good question. Even though I know um Country K would vehemently disagree. Shout out to Country K of the All Pro Jaffos, big Buccaneers fan, but I'm pretty sure he would uh vehemently disagree with you on that. But, on Coach hey. Q too. Coach Q would have my ass for saying that, but you know what? Sorry, Coach. <laughs> I'm just letting it fly. Well, the Vikings last season were very good at close games which is uh, which is the equivalent to in baseball one run games the vikings were very good at that they won a lot of close games last second games so and they I th- got their asses handed to them in a few games yeah didn't show up for one we don't say who they were playing cowboys but um i mean just got that ass handed to them and that was a cooper rush start was it not yes it was okay 
So how do you let Cooper beat you like that? Um, with a brick let alone, upside your head. Let alone them putting up a 40-burger with Cooper Rush. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, really, who knew? Um, <clears throat> and I like the all Viking. the people that want Cooper to friggin' start for the Cowboys get out of here. I, well, I did not say that. No, you didn't. Okay. But I saw it. Okay. Moving on, I do like, <laughs> I do like the Vikings on a Greg Joseph last second field goal. I think the Buccaneers will play him tough, but I think the Vikings will do what they do last year. Escape by the skin of their teeth. You know what, though? I, so... The thing that I that kind of bothers me about that What's is that? you've never seen a team that has uh, won close games all season long one year mm-hmm. come back and do it the second year. Well, you haven't. Usually they start losing those games. Well, so, some might say the Vikings were probably the luckiest 13-win team last season just because of the way they won games. And Oh, like the one in Buffalo with Jeffries with the one-hand catch yeah, on yeah, fourth yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, games yeah there, there was g- a little luck like there. That. Games like, well, I mean, that game they just shouldn't have not won at all, but, you know, hey. Miracles do happen in the snow, and miracles do happen in Buffalo or Orchard Park, New York. But anyhow. Um, miracles, yeah. I Look, it, it, for me, I think that's a 10-point win for the Vikes. Uh, for the Vikes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're keeping score on this, because if you are, I don't. I really don't want to see those uh, receipts from next week. <laughs> hey, well, Chris, remember when you said, well, the, damn it. We, have yes. vis- we, have, we will have visual evidence, so, mm. you know. It, it 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 can turn around and, and come back and bite me too. True. So you, you never know. True. Anyhow, um, the Titans and the Saints. Where are they playing that game? Is Saints at home? Saints are at home in the Superdome, and they are getting minus three. Well, and that's home field, so we're talking. Basically, they're calling it a push. So I would look. Do I really have to talk about Carr? Um, you don't have to. But, I mean, the fact that they won't have Alan Kamara because I think he's on suspension. Yes, but they still got Chris Olave. Yes, they do. And, you know, anytime you have him and you've got, basically, you've got an opportunity. So, and well, their defense is going to be stout again this year. So, I would say that um, I've got to lean towards the Saints on this one. Although, I think that um, the biggest part about that is this is going to get their, this is going to be their test. This will be their test on what they have against a running back because we know what uh, King Henry can do. Yes. And so it's going to be an interesting uh, piece going off of him, and it's going to be interesting to see what they are able to bring and how they're able to shut him down. If they're not, then I've got to lean more to the Titans, but I just think that the... um, Do you trust Ryan Tannehill? (laughs) Damn it. No, <laughs> no, I do not. But we also, uh, what I was getting at is, you know, they also have a new receiver there. And yes. I do trust him. Uh, yeah. And he has, he has worked with less. Yes. So. And done more. With exactly. Less. So, I mean, it's, it's tough for me to kind of turn my head away from that. But really what it comes down to is, you know, what defense is going to hold up against the, uh, the other team. And realistically, if Derrick Henry starts to go off, game over but if they're able to hold him and they're able to turn that around i think that um i really think that we're looking at the saints probably being able to pull that out and i i would say that that is just them barely covering i think it could be a three-point game well here's the one thing i've always noticed with the titans under mike Vrabel, they will always play very hard they will play to the whistle and they will play to the clock goes to zero. They're very tough to put away because a lot, for the most part, they're a very good discipline and a very good well-coached team. And, of course, as you said, anytime you got number 22 in the backfield, 
he will always have a chance because that is one very hard man to tackle. And by God, don't become a meme if you get stiffed armed by him. But Dude. the Saints historically normally play well in the dome. Um, I would expect that, even though I have to question them. Dome patrol. Even though I have to question them trading Will Lutz, which I don't understand. Um, but you have to get under the salary cap, man. Well, yeah, I guess that electric. There's I guess a lot that, of. I guess that luxury tax is just not a. Uh, it's not a convenience, if you will. Well, a luxury tax will be great, but you got to remember in the NFL, it's not that way. You have to be under the salary cap yeah. just to be in the draft. So, I mean, it forces these guys to start getting rid of players like that, yeah. either cutting them or trading them. And, you know, you said something, though, about, um, you know, Mike Rabel teams are always will always play hard. Mm-hmm. But I thought that there's something interesting about your old defensive coordinator that is now the Jets coach. I don't know if you watched Hard Knocks. Robert Sala. Yeah, with him, with his, like, the, the one. I got to say it the way he did. Okay. The one fucking thing that I don't put up with is when a coach comes across and say, hey, coach, good, t- good game. You played hard. Fuck that. I want to beat your ass. And I agree with that. Straight to the point. But, I agree but, with but, that. But, but wholeheartedly, yes. I agree with that. And to me, that's, that is the attitude that, you know, let's face it, NFL players, hell, we saw it with our teams. You know, you take on the personality of the coach. If your coach is soft, guess what your team's going to be? Soft. So when I see things like this, it kind of gets me going because I see coaches out there uh, all the time that I think are soft, and you watch their teams, and guess what? They're soft. But if you see some of these other coaches, Rabel being one of them, you know, you can damn well bet they're playing their asses off. The other one is Detroit. I mean, their coaches. Oh, yeah. He's no joke. And they, will, he's not, they will run through a wall for Dan Campbell. Exactly. And Campbell's one of those coaches where he's going to tell you, like it is, and if you don't like it, too damn bad. Or leave. Yeah. Well, you can lock the door. Oh, the we have a you. caller. Caller, how are you? Welcome. Poop. Caller, can you hear us? Can you hear us? You are live. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. We got now. you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Don't listen to your radio. Listen to us. We can hear you. Can you hear us? All right. I can't hear you from, from my phone, but I can hear you from the TV. Okay. Welcome. I got you, guys. What's going on, y'all? How are you? This is. <laughs> He's waiting this for is the Big delay. Mike from Snow Tribe. What's oh, going what's on, up, man? What's going on, brother? What's good? What's going on? It's 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 like a huge delay over here, so my bad for the delay. But nah, I'm just letting you guys know we have we definitely invested. To watch you guys. We appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, we don't, we want to know what's what the next episode of. Uh, I know you guys are doing like some type of hard knocks for Vegas. You know, like the like the actual input on dumping together. The season, I think, on Insomniacs, we definitely want to watch that, see what's going on. Oh, yeah, that's uh, with the uh, Jaffos, right? No, that's um, with... Um, um, oh, yeah, that's... With, with yeah, Cino. Yeah, 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 Cino. Um, yep. They're still finalizing some stuff, hopefully within the near future. Um, all that will be shown on Tubi, so if you have the Tubi app, get that, because that's where they'll be showing those episodes. Um, I know they just did some more round um, interviews with the team and the coaches, so... Hopefully it should be done real, real, real soon. There's no exact specific date that they're going to come out with that, but it's they're they're still finalizing stuff and putting it together. And let the delay play, 
and then he'll answer. Okay, bet. bet. <laughs> I like to hear that. You know, but, all right, yo, it's just Big Mike here. Snowing out. I'm going to catch you guys later. We just watch you guys. You know, definitely uh, big fans of the podcast. Appreciate you, Big Thanks, Mike. Man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. And, of course, the Snow Tribe doing some big things. They just had their OTAs, and Mr. Huff did make an appearance with the snow, with the snow tribe, so uh, really? that, yeah, he was there. Wow. Um, Matt and Corey covered that, and they talked about that on their three on one podcast that, that you can also watch on YouTube and also wherever podcasts are sold. Um, so downloaded, you can do that too. <laughs> but anyhow, um, if you do want to be a part of this league, that is the American Sevens Football League. If you want to be a division manager like Chris Vera, or if you want to be a championship owner like Derek Duncan, or if you want to be an intern like Cole and be a statistician, or if you want to be in the media like yours truly, um, it's all very simple. Go to a7fl.com and click on the outlet that you're trying to get into, and all the information will be there, and they will answer your questions, calls, whatever concerns you may have. And in addition to that, if you haven't, please do yourself a solid, do yourself a favor, and go watch that championship game that took place on July 23rd, which was voted the A7FL game of the year between the Insomniacs and the Nightcrawlers. If you want to watch some very good football that will take you through every range of emotions possible that you did not think was possible, do yourself a solid. Go to Caffeine TV or the A7FL page on YouTube or A7FL.TV and go watch that game. And by the way, a shout out to uh, Logo and to Bagway. Um, just wanted to say that because... We've been hyping all the uh, Insomniacs, but those guys were off oh, the chain, those man. Guys that was, that were, was uh, are as legit stars in this league as you can possibly be. Those two put on a spectacular performance, um, albeit they came up four points short, but they left nothing, nothing on, on that field. field. They wow. have nothing. That whole team has nothing to be ashamed of, and I think they definitely will be back next season. Oh, yeah. And let me say, um, Logo did leave something on the field. It was a little bit of blood, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. did leave it all on the field, and that's for damn sure. So, um, yeah, next season, for me, I think that our fall season is going to be a lot of fun. The only thing that is a drawback from that is watching other teams play um, within the A7. So our next spring season is, uh, I think, going to be a lot of fun. Which is our 10th season. That's hard to believe. Right? It. It's already right? at number 10. So, I mean, dude, uh, some of these teams and some of the movements that we have uh, for the fall is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to see some teams that, you know, really come up and play that we haven't, we didn't think we're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, like we said, you know, you see something on paper, that's great. Yeah. But until they actually bring it and put it on the field, you don't know what it's going to be like. So um, I want to see what they do in the fall. And then I want to see some of the shuffling that may go on during the spring. Well, I know this upcoming weekend, um, I think there's going to be a scrimmage at a Sierra Valley High School, or Sierra Vista High School, this upcoming Saturday. Um, Sierra Vista? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it's involving the outlaws and somebody else. I, I saw it, but I didn't get a chance to scroll through it. But I know it's this upcoming Saturday, 5 p.m. at Sierra Vista High School, um, a scrimmage amongst the fall teams for the upcoming fall season, which, by the way, the fall season starts... In December, December the 3rd, which is, of course, my born month. Thank you very much. Your born month? Oh, I'm okay. a December baby. Yes, I am. When's your birthday? Nine days after the start of fall, the 12th. Sagittarius? That I am. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. <clears throat> Since All right. we're in my birth month. This is correct. 
Yep. I got two more weeks. Libra season for you. Yeah, two more weeks, and then I get to... Uh, Celebrate. Well, my old ass. Stop it. Yeah. What? Stop calling yourself old. Dude. I'm the oldest man in this room right now. Oh, Re- realize that, right? I'm older than some of the cameras. I'm older than... Stop well, it. Most of the cameras. Stop that right now. <laughs> I'm older than Quan. Older than you. But Quan does have, a, but Quan does still have his hair. I'm a little bit jealous about that. I still have mine. I just like to cut it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't. I don't like hair. I'm just I a cut shiny. Mine most, I'm just most a shiny of the time? dome. Yeah. yeah, that's all I am is a shiny, shiny dome head. Quan, how old are you? Uh, I'll be 47 on the second. Uh, uh, October. October. Okay. Oh, he's another Libra. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. wonder. No wonder why you guys have a good rapport. You're Libras. Five years apart though. And, so I'm one right, likes, I'm, and one likes pineapples on the pizza. Yes, and that ain't me. <laughs> Just really? Saying. Really? How Just can you saying. tell? Can't stand that. Ugh. Anyway. Back to padded football. Um, <laughs> the Panthers coming to the Dome against the Falcons. Falcons are minus three and a half. Um, I have gone on record and said it. I've said it on the Javos. I've said it on my show, the Mizzle and Dub show. Then I'm just going to say it here. Um, I have B. John Robinson as my rookie of the year. I think he's going to have a fantastic rookie year. Um, hopefully Kyle Pitts can get back to some of his rookie form and Drake London can uh, show off his skills. I don't know if Spencer Rattler is the guy at quarterback for the Falcons, but we will soon see Sunday against the Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young, I think he'll be a talent, but I think there's too much to overcome. Um, Frank Wright has a huge job ahead of him. Um so I'm going with my alma mater's mascot. I'm going with the Falcons. I will go with the Falcons too, but the thing that bothers me the most about the Falcons is their quarterback. And while we're talking about Pitts, we know that um, he's a mat, uh, matchup nightmare Yes, because of his speed. Yes. The only thing that I'm afraid of with him is something that um, Peyton Manning said <clears throat> when he was at his alma mater at Tennessee. If you throw the ball here, you're good. You want to protect your wide receiver. If you throw the ball here, you just lost your wide receiver, and he's going to be pissed when he gets out of the hospital. That's my fear for Pitts because I've watched their quarterback, and he does not always protect his wide receivers. He has a a tenacity to throw it high, and as as an old receiver, I will tell you right now, you leave me open like that and lead me into the safety for him to clean my clock. There's going to be some. Words. I will be pissed there's when I get be, out of there, the hospital. There's going to be some words. Well, I mean, heck, I mean, that was the uh, quote unquote Jimmy Ono throws when Garoppolo was playing for the Niners. Because I mean, there's a couple of times to where he was th- he threw a ball and he left George Kittle high and dry, and George Kittle almost got murdered by the defender. So I can relate to that because you're just like you're throwing the ball too high. The but, epitome of alligator arms. Oh, you went Ricky Waters. T-Rex. T-Rex. You, you went Ricky Waters for who, for what. You went there. Oh, boy. Hey, you know what? Listen. I don't. Look, you're going to get hit anyway, mm-hmm. especially in, in uh, the NFL. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I got a chance to protect myself and let that ball fly over my head, yeah, that might happen. I'm just saying. When, they, when we come back to the huddle and the guy and your quarterback's going, why didn't you go after that? Um, who, obviously you did not see the safety and you were just going to leave me wide open to get my clock cleaned. So that ain't happening. 
Unless you want to run that route, and I'll throw it to you. <laughs> See how the quarterback feels then. Touche, touche, touche. When his ass wakes up in the hospital, and when he gets out, he'll be pissed too. Bust out the smelling salts. Right. Next game, staying in the South, but going to the AFC South. It is the Jaguars coming off a division and a playoff win last year when the Chargers were charging, of course. And the Indianapolis Colts, former UNLV quarterback Shane Steichen, getting his first round as head coach, leaving the Eagles as their OC um, for whatever reason. And I really don't know why, but whenever the Colts just see Duval, for whatever reason, the Jaguars just seem to just have their number, be it mentally, be it psychologically. I just don't understand why. But um, Who's playing quarterback for the Colts this year? Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback. He's quarterback number one. I want you to know I actually knew that. Oh, you just want me but, to answer it? No, okay. but I'm thinking in the back of my mind, still, who's playing quarterback? Because that boy just looks to run. And my fear for him is I don't want him to be another. Um, and this is a lot of people that are listening are going to be like, what? There is a point in time with rookie quarterbacks when, you know, Offensive coordinators like to give them half the field. They mm-hmm. like to give them two reads. Mm-hmm. If the reads aren't there, you know, do what you got to do, throw the ball away. Or tuck it around if you got an ability. And now he's got that ability. So Correct. I just don't want to see him get hurt. Correct. And I think that that is a high possibility because his number one running back is on the pup list and will not be playing. Well, he's on the pup list, but he's really not injured. No, I know. They said it was an ankle. <laughs> It's not an ankle. He ain't injured. Well, let, they're trying to. They're trying to see if anybody will let, trade let, for him. Let, let, let's talk about that. Okay. Um. He's disgruntled. Mm-hmm. He wants out. And Ursay being Ursay, is not letting him go anywhere. He's not letting him go anywhere. I mean, did you see the price that they were asking for him? What was the price? Two first rounders. Yeah. Then they cut it down to one first rounder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that sounds like. You know, a running back who's in his, what, um, late 20s looking for a big payday? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll mean, do that right now. Let me pull that money out of my pocket. Well, I mean, Ursay's not hurting for money, but... Okay. When he does come off the pup list... Um, if he does. If he does. Um, do you see him playing the season, or do you see him sitting out for the season? So... I think that we're in a situation with him where he has to play. Okay. I don't think he can sit. Okay. Reason being is you are coming off two years where the two years don't necessarily match up with your... um, Productivity? Yeah. So you had one productive year and one not so productive year. If you sit, you are not um, Le'Veon Bell, who showed what he was made of. So when he came back, there's teams that wanted him. You're not him. Sorry. So what's going to wind up happening with him is, I, you know, somebody is going to, if they lower their, their price, their asking price for a trade, mm-hmm. somebody's going to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Question is who? Now, in my estimation, there's a couple of teams that were looking at him from the beginning that, you know, came back and said, well, <laughs> your asking price is way too high. And I think one of them was the Patriots. And I think what they were hoping for was to pair him up with uh, Zeke because they would like to get a running game going. And I think that the other two teams, if I'm not mistaken, I could totally be off on this. One was the Washington Redskins, 
or excuse me, commanders. It's hard for me to go red. It's hard for me to say commanders. That's just a worse name. You you had two years to come up with a name, and you that was commandos. all. That was all Daniel Snyder. We want the commandos. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other one that was um, lowballing it was the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, Philly. Philly looks tough on paper, and uh, you know the biggest thing for Philly that we've all seen is that um, Super Bowl hangover for the uh, losing team. It's real. And it's the thing real. that you always seem to notice is their injur- injuries start to pile up. Correct. Now, last year, Philly didn't have any no. adversity to overcome. Um, are they going to have it this year, and how is that going to affect them? Well, you know what happens, be it if you're the defending Super Bowl champion or the defending conference champion, it's always the next season. You get everybody's A-plus ever. They give you your very best shot. And going on the injury going on the injury standpoint, it happened to my team in 2020, coming off of losing the Super Bowl. Yep. Week two, Solomon Thomas, ACL, gone. Nick Bosa, ACL, gone. Which hmm. turned into a 6-10, and 10, underperforming, underachieving season. Well, keep in mind, too, Philly had one of the, and they've, they've said it, don't, don't think that, you know, don't call me out and, and give me all kinds of crap about it, Davik. Um, <laughs> there's, there's something that there's something there when you have these teams that you got to understand of too. And one of the biggest things that you start to look at when you have teams that are trying to face the adversity from injuries and you're coming back or you're trying to come back after, uh, playing in a championship or playing in, in the Super Bowl, um, Philly had a easier route to get to the Super Bowl last year because of the way they played the year before this year they don't have that luxury because they're playing all number one teams because that's where they finished so your strength of schedule does come into play and people don't always understand that now let me ask you this question now now this is something that has been on my mind since they now put out strength of schedules Mm -hmm. and my philosophy is this okay so there's seven playoff slots in each league so that will so the so i'm thinking the first 14 slots, I know it's probably hard to do, but I'm thinking the first 14 teams that made the playoffs mm-hmm. should have, you know, quote-unquote, like a tough schedule, not, you know, not, not a cakewalk. I think the hardest schedule should be the defending champion and the defending conference champion because you were the last two remaining. And I think you should have the hardest obstacle in far of, as far as trying to repeat or get back to the playoffs. That's just my take. What's your take on that? My take is simple. You won games, you should get the cakewalk. I'm sorry. Okay. But if you were if you went fourteen and one, you put in that work during the season. You know? Or actually fifteen and one now. But if no, 16, 16, and 16, one, and one. sixteen and one, sorry. And if you did that, you put in that you definitely put in that work. So, you know, you I think that sometimes we forget that teams will get down to that last game of the season and try to rest their starters mm-hmm. on purpose. So if you put in that work, I don't think that you should have to go through the hardest piece. Because, I mean, we're, we're basically talking about college, right? Yeah. And in my mind, there shouldn't be this ranking system that is telling you who's going to be playing for what. Because I really think that sometimes the uh, people that rank these teams get it wrong. And you have teams that are a lower seed that winds up winning the national championship. Like the BCS. Exactly. They kept getting it wrong except for the one year. Well, like I said, they should just change that to the BS because that's exactly I've what been it is. Say, it's I, the I, biggest I, piece of I, bullshit I've, I've saying, ever watched. I've been saying that. For, well, it's not the BCS now, but now you got the playoff, and now it's going to eventually expand to 12, I think. 
Well, I think 12 is right. You think 12 is right? And the thing that, that kills me is they always said, well, how are we going to do this with money? Dude, your your playoff games are bowl games. Correct. And that's how your teams make their money. So don't give me that crap. You know, give us a real playoff. Let us see the better teams win, and then you can move on. And, yeah, any given Sunday, or in this case, any given Saturday, you can watch teams that probably have no business winning win that game and move on. Okay, great. Let's do that. Let's see some of these Cinderella teams, just like you have in, in basketball for the NCAA. Let's see some of these Cinderellas move up where they should, where they could be. And so all they the don't mid, get all, to the championship. All the majors. Exactly. But let these other, um, the only way I could put it is let some of these college teams eat because I mean, they're not eating right now. Um, dude, hats off. And, and the reason why I say that is hats off to friggin prime. Look what he did. You know, on a team that went what one eleven, one eleven last year, one eleven. Now, granted, they've only won one game. Correct. I'm not trying to anoint them, but good God, I mean, you're talking about playing TCU in in Dallas. You know, so you've got an opportunity there to show what you're worth, and he, they did. So now everybody's talking about, well, they're going up against Nebraska next. Okay, so be it. You're going up against Nebraska. It is what it is. Just don't shit the bed. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. One loss early in the season doesn't doesn't necessarily hurt you late in the year. Yeah, as as it's been proven. All right, Jaguars, Colts. What do you got? Jags. Okay, not even close. Speaking of the commies, <laughs> uh, the, the commanders. Was- the commanders are taking on the Cardinals, and he just got traded there last week. But Joshua Dobbs has been named the starter for the Cardinals after they release Colt McCoy. They are going with Josh Dobbs to start for the Cardinals. The Commanders under Eric Bieniemy now running the offense, and we will get to see what kind of a play caller and play designer he is. Sam Howell from North Carolina, he is running the offense for the Commanders. Um, commanders by 14. They have a minus seven. Uh, they should be. They're going to win by 14. All right. Look, the, the hardest thing that I have with um, Arizona is who are they? That's a good question. You know, who, who very, are they? What's their identity on, on that's, defense? That's a very good question. Well, I mean... One piece of that defense got traded. Isaiah Simmons got traded from the Cardinals to the Giants. Yep. And I think he's going to be, you know, remotivated to, to play ball now. Um, certainly helps when you have Thibodeau as your, receive, or as your uh, running mate on defense. That certainly does help if you're uh, Isaiah Simmons for sure. Um, that is a very good question. I mean, it's a new era in Arizona. They got their coach, Gannon, from the Eagles, the Eagles, D.C. Um, who knows when Kyler Murray is going to come back and play? Who knows if he's going to be there next year? What the hell is wrong with him anyway? He um, hurt his ACL late in the season against the Patriots. Oh, that's right. He tore his ACL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's not quite ready to come back yet. No. Yeah. Which is understandable. But I mean, bottom line is, I, I just think that they don't have an identity on offense or defense. So, you know, I got to go with the commanders as I'm sitting here wearing red. Anyway. <laughs> Well, you are a Florida State fan, so that I mean, you can okay. See, we could call it crimson. You, you can wear you're wearing Florida State garnet. There, yeah, you, there, well, there, there you go. go. There you go. All, All right. right. Well, the local game out here is a longtime AFL rivalry. The Raiders going to Mile High to take on the Broncos. And here's an interesting fact: the Raiders have won six straight against Denver. Um, it is Sean Payton's debut. Um, trying to get whatever little bit he has left out of Russell Wilson. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Then, of course. With the Raiders, there's always drama. There's the whole Chandler Jones drama that happened today. Will he get traded? Will he get released? God. That that remains to be seen. 
Um, Anybody else see that? That was some stupid shit. That was some stupid shit. Oh, I can't go into the I can't go into the facility and work out. I got to go work out in another p- facility. Come and on, man. That and they call his baby mama. What? Yeah. He was he was on his Instagram story. He had mentioned that talking about why are you calling her for who for what. But yeah, um, Chandler Jones wanted to work out in the Raiders facility in Henderson. He was not allowed in. Then he started talking bad about Dave Ziegler, the GM. Then start talking bad about Josh McDaniels, the head coach. Now he's like, I want freedom. So who knows how this is going to play out. But Set my people free. They're giving Denver minus three and a half. Eh, it's a home game. I get that, but... Um, Mile high. What? I, I get that the altitude, <laughs> it's a tough place to play. I get it, I understand it, but... Um, Sean Payton. But, <laughs> but he's got Mr. Sierra at quarterback. Dub's like, shut up, just let me finish. <laughs> no, no. Not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm just saying. What, what can Sean Payton get out of Russell Wilson? Because it was a struggle for us last year in his first year in Denver. Now Denver's and Judy's now, injured, isn't he? Correct. Yeah. So I I don't know what they're going to have as far as uh, receivers. I think Sutton and, is what they're one of their only receivers they have right now. And, yeah. Uh, and, I don't know what they have it. And line, it's a shame. Time, because, it's, it's a shame because Hamlin, Sutton, and Judy, if together. Can be a very dynamic trio of wide receivers, and it can remind Broncos fans of the three amigos with Vance Johnson, Ricky Nattel, and Mark Jackson. Yes, I'm showing my age. Don't judge me. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was a whole nother three amigos. Yes. But with that said, and where that came from? Because um, I mentioned three amigos. But yes. anyhow, um, who was Russ going to throw to? Now they do get Williams back. They're, they're fine running back who. Tore his ACL last season. He's going to um, pull a Sam Darnold. I'm seeing ghosts. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Seeing ghosts. Anyway, um, it, for me, I think that, it, dude, it's a hard pick, mm-hmm. but I think that um, I'm going to have to upset a lot of people and say that I, I, I think that the Raiders are going to be able to pull this off. I have the Raiders winning their seventh straight against Denver. Josh Jacobs in his career loves seeing the Denver Bronco orange yep. and blue and tends to go off. And considering he's he's back. Yes. So, I mean, you know, if you've got to point to something that, that they have, Jimmy Garoppolo's no, um, he's not exactly what I consider the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but no. I also don't consider him the worst. I no. think that Jimmy has got his own due, and we got to remember where he came from. Came from the Patriots. Correct. And we also got to remember where Josh Jacobs, or Josh McDaniels. Josh, Josh McDaniels, thank you. Came from as well. And we know what they can put together. So, But not only that. Now, yes, I know the Raiders' offensive line has to protect Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. But in the sense, Garoppolo is like another head coach because, again, he was under this offense for three years. Yep. Learning from McDaniels, obviously backing up Brady. And then the two games he played in before he got hurt, he looked really, really solid running that offense. In addition to that, and I know people have given him a lot of spite, me included being a Niner fan, but the facts are the facts. Seven out of ten times that he starts, he wins, which mm-hmm. is 70% for those that don't know their math. Now. <laughs> seven out of ten is 70? 70, yeah. Oh, okay. seven, 700 if you're playing baseball. If you go seven for ten, you're batting 700. Yeah, if you're doing that, you're freaking... Your Babe Ruth exactly. or Barry Bonds. A lot better. Anyway, um, the bigger thing about that is if you break down their offensive weapons, who's got the offensive weapons and who doesn't? I mean, look, Raiders have them. 
So they've got the wide receiver, they've got the running back, they've got the quarterback. So really and don't this... sleep and don't sleep on Michael Mayer, the rookie from Notre Dame. I think he's going to have a big rookie season. Well, we'll see. You know, he's, everything he's starts a, on Sunday. He's a good receiver uh, out of uh, at tight end from Notre Dame. But... Well, we can't think we can't. You know, Renfro's not bad either. So no, Hunter Ren- third and Renfro, as Raider yeah. Nation likes to say, he is always seemingly always open and is one of the best route runners in football. Um, just watch the tape of these joint practice. He is making defenders look real, real bad. Yeah, that's like C.D. Lamb. But anyway, go ahead. Well, what we got up next? Well, Sidarius so was torching my team in the playoff game, for sure. I'm just saying. Next game. Um, this one is intriguing for a lot of reasons. Uh, um, it's the Miami Dolphins taking the trip to Inglewood, California, to take on the Inglewood Chargers. Inglewood Chargers. Hey, SoFi Stadium is located in Inglewood in the hood. As Bill Parcells always said, you are what your record is. To me, you are what city you play in, and they play in Inglewood, so they're Inglewood, dadgummit. So then your Niners are? Santa Clara. Okay, just throwing it out there. The term San Francisco died on January the 19th, 2014, when Richard Sherman tipped that ball, and Malcolm Smith came off the tip when Crabtree was going to, or Crabtree was Waiting for the pass from Kaepernick when Kaepernick didn't see Quinton Patton open in the flat, which could have got them closer to the end zone, but I digress. Anyhow, the Chargers... Damn, doesn't it sound like he's bitter? Just saying. Well, just, I'm just saying. Well, just like the Alvin Harpin slant, damn him, okay? Mm. <laughs> 99 yards ain't a bad thing. Well, he almost went 90 yards. <laughs> but anyhow, the Chargers are minus three. Um, needless to say, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, is literally under the hot seat because... Not on it, under it. Under it. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's under it. Okay. <laughs> because the minute they lost that playoff game of the Jaguars, he went from on the hot seat to under it. So now, okay. so I mean, obviously, he's underachieved. Now, granted, he got to the playoffs last year, but the, it, it, it's the same thing with the Chargers. So would you call him a lame buck coach? Because if he is, they're not going to play for him. He... <laughs> It's hard not to say that. But, I mean, they do have a new coordinator. Yes. They do have a new coordinator, and Kellen, supposedly... I mean, Kellen Moore does have some weapons to play with, because, I mean, you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, you have Johnston, the rookie from TCU. Um, you still have Jordan Palmer. All I could say is this. Okay. All right? As a Cowboys fan and where he came from, mm-hmm. dude, there's a love-hate relationship with that guy. I mean, he's one of those guys where at one minute you're going, yes, and the next minute you're going, what the hell are you thinking? And that's with every OC. Well, That's with every OC and that's with every head coach. I wouldn't say with everyone, but here's here's a problem that I see with Kellen Moore. Okay. All right? So you have weapons, like Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. The problem with him is one of their best weapons is a running back. Austin Eckler. Yep. And Eckler can, can take the ball, and literally from anywhere on the field, he's... A weapon to score a touchdown. Correct. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Eckler doesn't have any more than about 18 carries. And that's the problem with Moore. So you're, so, so you're saying? He's going to throw the ball around the yard. Okay. All right? Okay. And that's what's going to wind up happening. And so what his problem is, is that he gets pass happy. Mm-hmm. And if you're running certain routes, watch the game. They're going to flip them and run them again because he feels like what he's trying to do works. And sooner or later, you realize this shit ain't working. 
and then he tries to lean on the running back too late. So he he is not one of these offensive minds that you'll see a balanced attack with. Mm-hmm. If you're the defensive coordinator of any team they're playing against, look for the pass first because he is going to do that, and he does not use the pass to set up the run. Doesn't happen. His thing is, my running back's better. I'll run when I want to. Hmm. Interesting analogy. But as I always say, when you know your team, you know your team. Yep. So let me ask you this on the Dolphins side point. Is this a make or break year for Tua Tungabailoa? Um, I think that it might be. And the thing about it is it might not be his choice. Um, the concussions he suffered last year were kind of egregious. And some of them, you know, for him going back into the game was almost... Specifically, uh, the game against the Bengals. Yeah, I mean that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. He Very had bad. no business being in there. Correct. And uh, Will, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so I'm just saying that you know when it comes to the situation with that, um, it, it's it's painful to watch. Mm-hmm. It was painful to watch, I should say. And I'm just you know I'm nervous for him because I I don't know what's going to happen to the kid this year. And, um, you know, we, we joked about it. There was a point where we we're talking about CT, uh, Chris Jones, yeah, uh, the old receiver for the, um, uh, the Philadelphia bank. Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And the joke was, you know, the phone would ring, he'd go answer the door. It's a joke, yeah, but it, truly it's not funny. No, it's not. Um, you know, when you talk about CTE and concussions, it's the last thing that you want to see happen, especially to a young man like, um, like Tua. Because, I mean... He's got his whole life. Correct. Forget about football. Correct. He's got his whole life in Correct. front of him. Correct. And the last thing you want to do is, is you know, put that kid in a situation where he, the rest of his life is not what it could could have been because of the concussions. So concussions are no joke. If you've ever had one, you truly ever had a concussion, it is a, a painful situation where you're literally, think of it like if anybody talked to you about a migraine, mm-hmm. that's what it's like. It's painful to be in the light. You want to close your eyes. You've got a headache for three or four days, and you feel like shit. And that's being nice. So to feel like that for an extended period of time, oh, hell no. Hell no. But getting back to the game, I think that uh, the Dolphins win that game. Oh, it's going with the upset. Yep. Um, of course, I'm a huge Justin Herbert guy have been since he was at Oregon. I love his talent. I love his arm. Um, but there's always that quote, the Chargers are going to Charger, because that's just what they do. Um, and this has been going on since Phillip Rivers was there and Anthony Lynn was the head coach, to where they would get double-digit leads, <clears throat> don't know how to close, don't know how to handle it. Well, let me just uh, let me just throw something at you, because okay. I'm really kind of interested to see your take on this. Okay. You know, when I was thinking about this game um, and I saw the matchups, my problem is who do you have, or forget who do you have, who is covering their wide receivers? That's what it comes down to. I mean, you got Samuels at one corner, and I can understand that, but you've got too much speed on that field for them, realistically. As as you're talking about Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Okay. Because who are you covering? Good question. And who's who are you using to cover that speed? Because Tyree Kill is going to take a double team. Correct. So is Waddle. Correct. 
how do you double both? You can't. Exactly. So what I'm saying is pick your poison. And if you've got Tua with a little bit of time sitting in the pocket, he's going to pick them apart. He, Tua is accurate. When yes. He, when he has time to throw the ball, he is as accurate as can be. Not to mention, they still have Raheem Mostert, who is very fast and can run the football. Exactly. So And, when, sometimes, and sometimes I think McDaniels still underutilizes him. I agree. Along with Jeff Wilson Jr., but I, when I sit, when I take a step back and I look at their defense, and I know you said the upset, I actually think that um, Miami should be favored in this game because I, when I look at a breakdown of the two teams, I don't look at um, at uh, sorry, I don't look at San Diego. Oh, I can't, damn, I did that, didn't I? L.A. Inglewood, Inglewood, whatever you want to call them <laughs> at this point. San Diego Superchargers. Well, but they, I don't they, look they, at them. They have, they, they're, they have they're, they're a team without a fan base. Let's look, let's, let's look at it that way. Because San Diego don't want, doesn't necessarily like them. They still root for them because of the memories. But, you know, really, who goes to SoFi Stadium? Well, then again, you can ask that about the Rams. Who goes there to watch the Rams play? Because normally when it's the Niners come to town or when the Raiders come to town, it's normally like a home game for them. Yes. It's whoever's playing them. Heck, it's a home game. Even when your Cowboys go to England, it's it's a home game for them. It's a home game for them. Last year it was definitely a home game, let me tell you. But uh, what I'm saying is, you you just said it. Where's Where's their fans? Correct. Okay, where's their defense? Where are the Chargers' defense? Who do they have? Other than Joey Bosa? Yeah. Well, they still have Khalil Mack is still on the team. Well, you know and, what? And, he, and, there, and, there's and, a man and, that play, that pulled a ha- disappearing act like nobody's business. And you still have Kenneth Murray, and you still have Derwin James. I mean, there there are Look, some pieces there, but I agree because... Is Derwin James healthy? That's And that's the ultimate question. That has always been the ultimate... Because we all the, know where he came from. The, yeah, the talent is there. I'm a Florida hot, big Florida State fan. Love Derwin when he was in Florida. Florida State. Of course. But watching him play now is like watching a guy that is a he gives you like spurts. 10 to 12 plays gives you spurts that you're just like there's the guy that we drafted and then after that you're like okay where did he go what happened is he on the field is he on, is he hurt again i mean that's truly what i watch and i watch him because let's face it being a uh, florida state fan i'm i Kind of pay attention to those guys. Well, my uh, co-host who was watching, my boy Mizzle, um, he's also a big Florida State fan. Interesting. To which I have an idea to talk to you about after the show. Okay. But anyhow, um, I mean, I, I've picked the Chargers all week. I'm not going to go against my pick because um, I, I just think Herbert is going to find a way to get it done. But it would not surprise me one bit if the Dolphins did win the game. There you go. All right. Corey Hammond gives us two cents. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, Corey, we're we're just kind of going through it right now, man, because there are some things to talk about in our league, but you know what? NFL's starting tomorrow. It's kind of a 50th show, and we're having fun with it, so that's why we're talking NFL instead of A7. But you know what? Next week we'll be right back on A7. And we did talk about some things in the league, and yeah. like we said, you guys were there for the Snow Tribe OTAs, which was pretty, pretty interesting. Some interesting players out there, and of course, the talk is, will the East form a super team? That's still being discussed. I think it's a, uh, it's an interesting point, because I know that they think that the Insomniacs are a super team, which is interesting because there's still a lot of talent in Vegas that didn't join up. Correct. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of talent here in Vegas. I mean, we saw the kid at the combine, 6'5", 215, runs a 4'1", 440. I mean, look, there's there's a lot going on in Vegas. There's a lot of transplants. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot more talent that we can pull from that just hasn't happened yet. And so I think that, you know, when when we say super team, I really don't know that you necessarily want us to put together a super team. And the Insomniacs are not a super team. It's a bunch of friends that came together to play football. And they did they come from other squads? Sure, because they're friends. That's why they came together. So it wasn't necessarily a super team. And we'll see the Insomniacs in the fall season. We'll see Correct. the Insomniacs next season. Defend the title. And, you know, they are the champs until they get beat. So, you know, that's the way I'll refer to them and even all their players. I mean, uh, one of their players is, believe it or not, I took my daughter to school for the first time, and who's her dean? One of the offensive linemen. So it's, uh, it's kind of nice. You know, it's, it's a family thing. So, Corey, do I agree with you? Yeah, bro. But, you know, next week when there's bigger panel and we have uh, stuff to talk about, we could bounce things off of uh, – good old-fashioned Corey Cox and and the Viking, and we can have some fun with that. We'll be talking about it, but it's just Dub and I, so we're enjoying our time. What's the next one, Dub? Patriots and Eagles, and they got Philly minus four. Really? Correct. Uh, Philly at home? No, um, on the road in Foxborough. Wow, and Philly's favorite? Wow. By four, okay. minus four, yeah. I'm, you know what? I hate to say it, but I'm going with Philly. You might want to take a sip of your cup right now to to wash it out. Yeah, I got to get that taste out of my mouth. But I do agree, uh, Eagles. Yeah, Davik Davik hit me up, and it was pretty funny. He goes, I said, well, you know, the Cowboys. And he goes, isn't that the wrong name? And I said, look who's talking. I was thinking the same thing about what you were just saying about the Eagles. Anyway, um, and by the way, I know that... um, Kelly, I know you're watching. Love you, baby. But, um, yeah, I can't stand your Eagles. I'm just letting you know now. Anyway. Where were we? <laughs> Talking about uh, you picked the Eagles and then you uh, had to get that bad taste out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, you know, can't spit here. So, but, yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely a very, very, very bad taste. The oldest rivalry in the National Football League on the shores of Lake Michigan at Soldierville. It's the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. And they got the Bears minus one. I'm taking the Bears. I, th- I take the Bears in the upset, if you want to call it that. I don't think it's an upset. I think that they've got it right. I think that the Bears are going to win. I think the Bears are going to win a close one. I am going to say that, you know, I think that the um, the biggest part about this is we don't know what Love really has, and I want to see him in a regular season game. It's all good when you're playing up against, um, you know, the second and third string players and you look that good. Let me see what you're doing against the number one defense, and let me see what you're doing against guys that are are game planning for you. I want to see what he's able to bring, and I think he's a bigger question mark. I think that the Bears quarterback is not a question mark. I think they know what they have, and they've given him a couple of weapons to play with, so I really think that uh, the Bears have a really good shot at it, and I wouldn't sleep on the Bears' defense either. Only thing that concerns me about the Bears... Yes. They play in Chicago? No, no. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> no. The only thing that concerns me about Chicago is, is the offensive line uphold enough to upheld Justin Fields and not, you know, 
leave him out to, to the wolves. That's the only question I have you about the You could say that against the freaking. You could say that about the Green Bay Packers offensive line too. I agree. And if Justin Love happens to look the wrong way and he gets his clock clean, boy, you know what? We could be we could be sitting here next week talking about. So, who who was the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? And that's a good question. Yeah. Because I surely don't know. I don't either. But even on that, I'm still taking the cheese ads just because, just because. Okay. Because the Bears have Cheese not. curds? That too. Okay. All right. Uh, Rams, Seahawks in Seattle. Seattle is minus five and a half. Rams and Seahawks? Oh, I'm going with Seahawks. I don't think the Rams have enough this year for anything. Cooper Cup is not playing he in is the not first playing. game. That is correct. And who knows how long he's going to be out. And that was uh, Stafford's favorite target. Correct. So, and what do they have at running back? Cam Akers. Yeah, okay. Another Florida State guy. Correct. And that was a guy that they were trying to trade Correct. last year. So I don't see... Um, but it's funny how they figure out, oh, he can still run the ball, and now he's becoming their running back number one. Go figure. Well, I mean, great that he's their running back number one, but you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, as a Florida State fan, I'll say one of uh, Akers' favorite thing is to put the ball on the ground. Just saying. Well, he does have to improve that. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, High and tight. And we're not talking about a haircut. Like I said, I think the Rams, like I said, they sold everything to get that one. They got that one, and now they trade all that draft capital to, you know, get Ramsey, but now he's gone. He's in Miami, even though he's not playing until December because he hurt himself. Um, Hurt himself? He got injured, and he's going to be out for a while. Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, I know he got hurt. Yeah. I'm just, I can't remember what he did, but... It was okay. something non-contact that happened in practice, but he's gonna so, be but he's gonna be out for a while. So what you're telling me it was a um, uh, a dumb dumb injury, possibly. Okay, gotcha. I forgot what the injury was, but he'll be out for a while. But nonetheless, um, too much Kenneth Walker the third. He's gonna be utilized big time. Um, then you got Smith Nick, but the um, rookie from Ohio State to go with Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yep. That's going to be a problem because somebody's going to have one-on-one or somebody's going to be open. And and Gino is going to take advantage of what you have open. Correct. And what the defense gives you because even though I didn't like Gino when he first came out, I think the kid has He's proven paid his dues. himself. He's paid his dues. Yep. And I think that he has learned to read a defense even better than what he did in the past. So I think that that's why we see um, Gino where he is today. And I think that uh, – uh, you know, when I look at it, that was another game that the Cowboys won with their backup, and I think that they are even softer now without some of their defensive players. So I think that um, we're talking about a it, realistically. I honestly think we're talking about a fourteen point win. I don't disagree with you. Um, too much, for the, too much for the Rams to handle. I do like Seattle, and now we come to your beloved Cowboys against the East Rutherford Giants. And they're giving your Cowboys three and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Giants. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> you see how I'm looking at you. I'm like, did I just really hear that come out yes, of your mouth? Yes, you heard that come out of my mouth, but I'm not being serious. Look, bottom line is the thing that, that is a misnomer is Danny Dimes. You know, they call him Danny Dimes. I call him Danny Nichols. He likes to throw the ball away to the other team. Now, we can make the argument for Dak. He only threw five interceptions last season, though. Dude, 
I'm I'm really? just I'm just he only threw five interceptions. Really? We're yep. talking about the dude that tripped over the thirty yard line. I get with that. With nobody around him. I get that. I get it. The turf monster. Yes. Yes. I get that. So we can say whatever we want about Danny Nichols. I don't care. Whatever you want to say about him, I've been watching the boys since college. Okay. Okay. And while I think he is a decent quarterback, uh-huh. the two things that I think can happen to Danny Nichols that every quarterback in the NFL is susceptible to. And but he gets if you've ever seen Danny Nichols after he's been hit a couple of times, he gets rattled. Mm-hmm. And his first thing is to take off. But I think that in this game, Dallas is their defense is pretty stout going into this game. Well, it helps when you have number eleven to to anchor that defense. Well, you know, and you can't sleep on some of the other guys that like to hit in that defense. Like Mandaresh. And so when I take a step back and I look at what they have, um, I think that especially with this being the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. And the problem with it is Dallas has never won. I want you to, you could look this up. Dallas has not won the first game of the season with Mike McCarthy as their head coach. So this would be a first. So the problem with that in my eyes is Dallas is probably one of the only teams, if not one of the few teams, they don't play their starters in the preseason at all. Forget a, a series or two at all. And I think that's a problem. And I think that these guys use that first game to knock the rust off, which I think is a joke. So in this, do I think that Dallas could win? Yes. But I think they're going to lean heavily on their defense. And I think for them to win, it's going to be a close game. And I think that if Dallas wins, it's only going to be between three and seven points. Well, you know I can't pick the Cowboys for obvious reasons. Yeah, I know. I'm going to... Pick the Giants. I just think they'll, uh, on the eve of it being 9-11, and that's the same reason why I'm picking the Jets on Monday night. I think the emotions of that and the celebration of that, I think, is just going to lead both New York teams to get a win. Well, keep in mind one thing. What's that? When you get that hype for games and you have that adrenaline Mm -hmm. flowing, you have that crash. Correct. So correct. I don't know necessarily. For me, who are the who are the Jets playing? The Bills. Please, it's two New York teams. In my eyes, I think that the better team is going to come out of that, and I really think that the the uh, the Bills are the better team. Okay. And we could talk all like the kid out of uh, the Jets to say, "Oh, I think we have an opportunity to to be historically good on defense." Dude, put slow your money where your mouth roll. is. Slow, slow your Put roll. your money where your mouth slow is, your man. First, get to the playoffs first. No. Win a game first. That too. But get to the playoffs first. Before you start talking that shit. Win a damn game. You don't have it in you to talk that much shit before the games even start. All right? Young man, just keep your mouth shut because what you just did is you gave billboard material. To Josh Allen. To No, to the whole freaking team. That too. Not just Josh Allen. Everybody read that and went, oh, really? Okay. Okay, so if we hang we hang a 30-burger on you, which never happened to the Chicago Bears in their 85 season, we hang a 30-burger on you, and what do you got to say then? And by the way, we all know what's going on with um, Chicago Bears. Great. 
uh, defensive lineman. Yeah, Steve Mongo McMichael yes. um, battling Lou Gehrig's disease, um, who's also a finalist to be possibly going to Canton Island Hall of Fame. Um, I'm he hoping be. that I'm hoping that does happen for him because um, Mongo, who in his prime was never at a loss for words, never, um, and always spoke his mind, but also was a fantastic football player lining up aside lining up beside Richard Dent and uh, Dan Hampton, and certainly. Uh, Hopefully Mongo can get that honor and get his uh, flowers while he is still able to see that. It's just, I mean, Lou Gehrig's disease is just a horrible disease. Watch um, a friend deteriorate from that, man. It's, um, it is horrible. And, horrible. And, and luckily uh, Dwight Clark didn't suffer as much because he did have ALS, but he uh, slightly passed away after that. But yeah, um, hopefully Mongo Big Michael can, can get his uh, gold jacket and bust in Ken Ohio. So... As we come to the last part of this 50th episode, yes, I know um, specifically we didn't talk about the brand, but this is something me and Chris wanted to do and kind of, you know, talk about the other football stuff. But seriously, to make 50 episodes um, is quite the accomplishment because, as I said at the top of the program, not many things even get to 50 episodes. There were sitcoms that were canceled. There was shows that were canceled. There was, you know, a lot of stuff that he didn't even get to 30. So for... This particular podcast, to get to 50 episodes, um, which, number one, says you like what we do and you like the content that we put out, and for that, we're appreciative and we're grateful because, um, as we've said many times... Just thought of something. What's that? So, next week will be 51. Correct. The week after will be 52. Correct. The Sunday after our 52nd, Mm -hmm. I will be turning 52. No. Interesting piece. I didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. But to pinpoint, we yes, I'm getting old. Shut up. <laughs> that was not my pinpoint. Oh, okay. To pinpoint, what I'm saying is, Quan, that, ain't, that shit ain't funny, man. <laughs> You're over there laughing. <laughs> shit ain't funny. But my point is, um, the joy that you see us when the full panel is here, the joy that you see us on our faces when we do this show, really is a genuine joy. We Hell really yeah. do enjoy being around each other's company, and we really enjoy doing this show. Hence, why we do it. Um, it's a fun time. And for some of us, it's the chance to get away from the rigors of life and talk A7 ball, amongst other things in life, and try to uplift people and promote people. Because at the end of the day, it's about making this league bigger, making this league expanding to where everybody can eat. And certainly, I am grateful to be a part of this. I have been grateful to make some very good friends from this. And I don't take that for granted. Um, So I'm just very grateful and appreciative. And like I said, here's to the first 50. And here's to the next 50. I would agree. And shout outs to my boy Nick Blaze. Love you, brother. Um, Derek Duncan. We can't forget about uh, Scotty. And we can't forget about Casey, man. I love you guys. And I am one that will tell you um, there's been times that I've been on assignment and have been away from the microphone on a Wednesday and I listen to the show, and it's one of those things that um, being away from it <clears throat> makes you enjoy it that much more. Uh, being able to come in here and talk to you guys on a Wednesday to whether we're talking A7FL, whether we're talking NFL, whether we're talking and just talking shit. I mean, it is something that is a pleasure to do. Um, I joked with, uh, with Nick and his wife earlier. Uh, actually last night, I don't prepare for anything on this. 
I come and shoot from the hip because I think that being real is more important than trying to do things that are scripted. And I think that you guys feel it more when we're talking from the heart. And I got to, you know, shout out Scotty for that because he does talk from the heart each and every time. Scott doesn't put anything together either. He doesn't write anything down and say, oh, this is what I want to talk about. It's whatever hits him at that moment. And I've got to give it to him because that guy has a huge heart and he talks about what hits him at the time. And I miss him. I will be the first one to admit that. This is the second week without Scott in the house, uh, second week without Casey in the house, and I miss those guys. Um, so shout out to you guys. Shout out to Nick Blaze. Love you guys. Uh, look forward to having the whole cast back uh, hopefully next week. Um, Big D, I know you're enjoying. I know you're on assignment, but enjoy that time, brother. And I know that we will be talking when you're back as well. But for... The time that we have left, um, all I could say is, you know, we will be back to talking A7. This is being the 50th episode. We wanted to do something a little bit different, and there is a lull. I mean, let's face it, A7 isn't starting back up until November, and we had some some stuff that we could talk about, but nothing major. And, you know, with it just being the two of us tonight, we just thought it would be kind of fun to uh, hang out, shoot the shit talk a little football, give ourselves uh, the handicap on it. And, um, Doug, what's up, man? You no, I just, <laughs> over there I, laughing. No, I'm just saying, very quickly, give me your Homer Super Bowl pick and your non-Homer Super Bowl pick. My Homer and non-Homer. Correct. Um, and I'll give you mine. Dude, you're really making me think about this because, yeah, okay, Homer pick was always going to be the Cowboys. That's I mean, my, that, that's, that's, I mean. that's kind of, Who's their opponent? You know, Who's their opponent? Correct. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, Kansas City. Okay. And you're not Homer. No. And my non-Homer pick is for the NFC. Oh, God. You're really going to make me think about this one. I'm, I'm going to say something that probably nobody else will say. And I'm going to say the Giants. Okay. Who's their opponent? Um, their opponent is going to be... The Colorado Buffaloes because <laughs> going to the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Well, my homer pick is obviously Niners versus uh, the Bills, the Chris Berman Super Bowl. And then my non-homer, Eagles, Bengals. I'd love to see Burrow and Jalen Hurts go out in the Super Bowl. But with that said. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I, yeah. I, I, I would be intrigued by that. But anyhow. Shout out to Pierce, a.k.a. Peanut, producing his first show by himself with uh, Nick Blaze on assignment. Great job, sir. Thank you to Quan and his apprentice, as always. And, of course, uh, thank you to those of you that are watching. Hey, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Quan, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Yeah. What's your what's your pick? 49ers. Against two. No, we're Doesn't not, matter. We're not talking about Homer pick. I'm Chiefs talking about real. Those, talk real. <laughs> okay. Who's your non-Homer pick? 49ers and Chiefs. Okay. That's your Homer pick. Who's your non-Homer 49ers pick? 49ers and Chiefs. Good God, this man doesn't know anything about non-Homer. Anyway. <laughs> There's no, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Nobody said if you I would lie. If I give a non-Homer pick, I'll be lying about the real pick. Okay, well. We're not just getting that, getting that back from now. Okay. Okay, so you think Purdy's going to take you someplace? Yeah. So you're saying I we should start him? We would have been there last year if, if he didn't get hurt. So you're saying I should start him in my fantasy league? No. <laughs> Special no, thanks. I mean, to- if you did, if you had someone other than Burrow, I'd say maybe. But 
Okay. Well, at least you're being honest, man. I like that. Special thanks to Quanta's Apprentice, as always. <laughs> uh, thank you to those watching. Thank you for uh, Big Mike from calling in from the uh, Snow Tribe. Um, for Chris. Just like saying Snow Tribe. I'm Double A. And for Casey, Derek, and Scotty, and Nick, who are all on assignment. And hopefully the Voltron Force will be back to form the Blazing Sword next week. But nonetheless, you have watched the 50th edition. And we'll see you on the other side of the ball. Go Cowboys! Go Niners! Whatever. Enjoy the season, folks.